Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. Blue Lava is the first business platform for CISOs to manage their security program. Blue Lava guides security leaders to effectively measure, optimize, and communicate their security program with confidence and ease in one platform. Learn more at bluelava.net. HITRUST is a leading data protection standards development and certification organization that strives to safeguard sensitive information and manage information risk for global organizations across all industries and throughout the third-party supply chain. Learn more at hightrustalliance.net. CrowdSec, the collaborative and open-source cybersecurity solution. Analyze behaviors, respond to attacks, and share signals across the community for free. Let's make the internet safer together. Learn more at crowdsec.net. Black Cloak provides concierge cybersecurity protection to corporate executives and high net worth individuals to protect against hacking, reputational loss, financial loss, and the impacts of a corporate data breach. Learn more at blackcloak.io. Modern application development needs modern application security. With our award-winning application security testing solutions, Checkmarks enables developers to securely accelerate their work. Learn more at checkmarks.com. AppViewX is trusted by the world's leading global organizations to reduce risk, ensure compliance, and increase visibility through machine identity management and application infrastructure security and orchestration. Learn more at appviewx.com. Hi, my name is Angela Marafino. This is a pre-RSA conference chat with Katie Nichols. Hi, Katie, how are you? Hey, Angela, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me here. Of course, thanks for joining. And can you just give our listeners a brief idea of who you are in case they don't already know? Yeah, absolutely. I am the Director of Intelligence at uh, Red Canary, which we do manage detection and response. So helping customers of all different sizes figure out how do you detect and respond to all of the threats we're facing. Um, So I have the honor of uh, running the Intel team here quickly growing intelligence team, tracking all the different threats, which is a lot of fun. Um, And when I'm not doing Red Canary things, I'm also an instructor for the SANS Institute, teaching their Cyber Threat Intelligence Forensics 578 course. When I'm not doing that, um, I'm a senior non-resident fellow for the Atlantic Council, kind of giving a, you know, practitioner perspective to cyber policy issues. So it's a little bit about about who I am and my background. Thank you, thank you. So you have a panel on Wednesday, June 8th, and that'll be at 11.30 Pacific time. I know there's quite a few other people on the panel, but since I have you here, I'll ask you a little bit about it. So that is the five most dangerous new attack techniques. Now, I'm going to assume there are more than five every year. (laughs) <laughs> how, ma- yes. how many more are there if you can share um, approximately 11 billion 11 uh, I don't know billion. it's been a lot <laughs> so yeah you- a little bit of background 
Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, how, how does it get narrowed down to five? That's a fun part of the process. Um, so a little bit of background on this panel. This is a panel that's been going on at RSA for many, many years. Uh, the late Alan Powler moderated it for a while, and it's sort of a chance every year for SANS Institute uh, instructors, practitioners in the field to bring, you know, the most five most dangerous in quotation mark techniques. And as you say, right, there are a lot more than five out there. So right. trying to figure out which five do we choose is a is a process in and of itself. Um, I, I think about it for months and months and try to think about, you know, when you have a keynote at RSA, right? That's, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Right. And so the way I approach it is I always try to think of dangerous and new as maybe something that isn't necessarily, hasn't newly happened for the first time in the last year, but the newness is in how prevalent it is. Okay. And so that's, you know, my take this year, um, we always try to have a mix of different types of techniques. Um, so my colleague, James Line um, from across the pond is going to be on the panel as well. And, you know, he and Johannes Ulrich, another colleague of mine on the panel, they often go for like the, the newer, shinier techniques, whereas as a threat intel practitioner, I care about the things that are affecting a lot of organizations. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the slant that I take, but it, it's really not easy to narrow these things down. <laughs> sure. And, you know, one of the things that we always hear about are the same techniques being used as like, you know, 10 years ago. Um, so are they really new or are some of them like spin-offs of old techniques? Yeah, that's a great uh, question. And actually, you know, not to reveal her technique, but my sure. colleague Heather Mahalik is going to talk a little bit about that idea okay. of, you know, old things sometimes being new again and the recycling of different techniques. Um, and I think, you know, there's a danger with this panel of, you know, if we just presented the shiny new things that maybe have happened once over the past year, mm -hmm. is that really the most useful to the audience? Right. And so we, we have kind of a mix of things that are no bull kind of newer over the past year and a mix of things that, as you say, right, are maybe a little older, but have risen to a level or maybe they're being ignored by the community. And so that's kind of where my mind goes. So we try to have a nice mix of, of shiny things to keep people intrigued, as well as reminders that sometimes the older techniques you know, are, are still worth paying attention to. Obviously, anyone who listens to that panel is going to have some takeaways and maybe some homework. <laughs> but just generally speaking, what are some other resources out there um, that people can use to like stay on top of these techniques and what's, you know, prevalent right now? What do they need to look out for? Yeah, a great resource is the Stands, Stands Internet Storm Center, ISC. Um, which my uh, colleague Johannes on the panel is heavily involved with, has been for years. And they actually have, you know, incident trackers every day of the week who are watching new patterns, new techniques, new trends that are happening across the world, which is a pretty cool resource. So Internet Storm Center from SANS is always a great resource for keeping up with that. Um, I always recommend Twitter. As, as much as it can be, you know, a, a dumpster fire at times, yeah. you know, following people like uh, malware traffic, Brad Duncan from Unit 42, or, you know, different companies who put out security reporting, Microsoft, Red Canary, others, um, I think are, are great ways that you can keep up to date because it can be really overwhelming. Um, I hear this from 
cybersecurity professionals all the time, right? How do I keep up with all of the threats that are out there? And the reality is you can't track all of them. So really have to prioritize and think about the ones that are most applicable to you. Sure. Okay. And then, you know, thinking about the audience, it's probably a lot of people that are already in cybersecurity, already have the careers they're focused on, right? Handling defense or offense or whatever it may be. But um, there may also be uh, younger folks or entry level cybersecurity folks in the feet in the um, in the presentation in the audience. Uh, what what kind of like advice would you have for them on how to get into a space where they do this kind of stuff? Like I know you over time have right become a go to person on this. You, you speak a lot. You give a lot of presentations. Um, how would someone say who says that's awesome? I want to do that. How would they? get there. Yeah, and it's exciting. I think RSA is offering more and more scholarships to get newer professionals, students to the event, which is awesome. So I'll have to keep that in mind as we're speaking. <laughs> um, but my advice to them is to just be curious. And if there is something that you hear in a presentation or that you hear about you know, on, on social media or in the news, um, look into it, right? Follow up, kind of be hungry and, and learn more. Um, and the other advice I have is, is to network. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds so, you know, basic and, and like the advice everyone repeats, but I think networking is key to how I've, you know, had any success in my career. And, you know, all of my jobs have been because I've networked and, you know, interacted with people. Um, and I mentioned following, you know, threat news on Twitter. That's a great way to start interacting with the community, right? RSA conference has a hashtag start using that hashtag or, right, if myself or Heather or my other colleagues, you know, tweet about our panel, reply to that with a question. Mm -hmm. um, as much as I have time to, I'll often try to hop on social media and reply to questions or interact with people. Um, and social media can be a great way, especially if you're maybe not as socially confident um, going up to people in person after a talk, which you can do as well if, if, if newer professionals are there in person. But social media is a great way in, a, in addition to in-person networking. But, you know, it, I like to remind newer professionals that, right, we're all, we're all equals here. Yeah. You know, it, it's, there's this idea of, oh, InfoSec rock stars, which I hate that moniker, mm. right? We're all just people who are trying to learn and share our knowledge. And so remembering that, hey, if there's someone that you really liked their talk, go up and, and tell them afterwards, ask them questions. And, you know, over time, as you start to do that over and over for many, many years, then you have this really amazing network of supportive professionals across the community. Absolutely, right. You never know who you're gonna meet uh, or what you're gonna learn. Even if you're like, that seems like a topic that I know nothing about, go listen and now you'll know something. And then the next time you'll know even more and it's just snowballs from there. I did notice on your Twitter because Twitter is so useful for networking and for tech and info, just in general, it's really great. Um, I did notice your top pinned tweet, which was uh, like a whole blog around resources on how to get into CTI, which is really great. Um, a lot of people don't, you know, think, not that they don't want to share, but a lot of people don't think about how to put it together or have the time to do that. So that was really amazing. Have you gotten a lot of responses from that? Yeah, I have. Um, and my blog, it's called Katie's Five Cents, Plan My Last Name. My blog has really been a response to 
all the people who have reached out asking questions. That's another great reason to reach out and ask questions of people um, because then I realize, okay, a lot of people want to know how to get into cyber threat intel. Right. Or a lot of people who don't have time or money for training want to know what are the key things I should be reading or listening to if I want to learn more in this field. And so I also have you know, a self-study plan, start of a self-study plan if you want to teach yourself cyber threat intel on my blog. And so um, that's what's so, I think, rewarding about speaking and sharing and blogging is that feedback um, of, hey, this really helped me. I've heard, heard from people who said that, you know, following the guidance in my blog helped them get their first job in cyber threat intel. Man, if I can help that's even amazing. one person, that, that's awesome. Like, what a, what a great feeling. So, yeah, it's just a, just a great example of, you know, if you reach out and ask questions, maybe someone will realize, hey, that's of interest to the community and, and write another resource to help others out as well. Sure. Off the top of your head, do you remember what the last year, last year's top five were or did, well, maybe 2019? Yeah. So we did, years are so hard to remember I right know. now, um, <laughs> but last year we were virtual. That was my first year on the panel. Okay. Um, I can remember my, my yeah. technique was uh, extortionware, okay. the rise of extortionware and ransomware. Um, because historically, right, think of ransomware, it's all about encryption. And so last year was last year, I think, it's a little over a year ago with the date change. Um, you know, I pointed out that double extortion is now a thing, right? Adversaries are exfiltrating data before they encrypt it. And so, you know, they're kind of double extorting victims to say, hey, if you don't pay us, we're going to leak your information on our dark website, right. which hard to remember a little over a year ago, this was something that a couple groups had started doing, but it wasn't the norm like it is now. Mm -hmm. So that was an example of the kind of technique I like to frame, right? Something that you know, maybe is the starting to rise to a level that people really need to be paying attention to it. So I have a similar technique this year and you have to come to the presentation to hear it, but I will say that it's in the realm of cloud, um, awesome. which I think is sort of an under, under discussed <laughs> the domain perhaps, especially okay. for defenders. Yeah, that's exciting. Now, now I definitely want to know what it is. What are you looking forward to most aside from speaking on this panel at the conference this year? I think it's just seeing people in real life, hopefully again. Um, yeah, it, it's so tough. You know, we do the best we can with virtual events, but there's really no substitute for seeing another human and having a meaningful face-to-face -face conversation. So I think that's, that's what I'm most excited about is just reconnecting with people in person after, you know, two plus years sometimes of, of not seeing colleagues around the community that I really enjoy catching up with and sharing what we're up to. So I think that that in-person aspect, I think it's going to be, it's going to be most meaningful this year to me. And I imagine a lot of others as well. Absolutely. Is there someone or a topic of talks that you look forward to um, listening to every every year, aside from the last two years? Is there something that you're like, oh, wow, I really want to hear about this? Yeah, one talk in particular I always enjoy catching is uh, Dmitry Perovich usually talks about, you know, upcoming threats. And I think uh, others like Sandra Joyce from Mandiant might be giving talks. I always look for the, right, the deep case studies on what adversaries are doing and in intrusions, mm -hmm. because as much as, you know, me and my team try to keep up on that, no one has perfect visibility. And sure. so I always look for the, the talks about what adversaries are doing and in intrusions to make sure we're doing everything we can to track them and, and counter them at every at every stage. 
Absolutely. That's wonderful. Eat, breathe, and sleep threat intelligence. Yes. Survive. <laughs> 24-7 job, but it's good to take breaks too. I do take breaks, but yeah, it's the adversaries don't quit. And so we have to be, we have to be relentless too. Well, something interesting I also heard. And so I heard on your, on one of your recent live streams with uh, Sans live streams that one of the most interesting parts was to me was the happiness of those who work in threat intel. Um, you talked about it was really high. And then there's different metrics above like companies of a certain size, but that's probably internal politics. But it's really awesome. I mean, I can tell that you're passionate about this. Um, and it really seems like, right, it's something that always gets you thinking, always something new, never bored. Is that a pretty accurate? Yeah, I think so. That's one of the fun things about, you know, tracking adversaries and threats is that often, you know, me or my team will have a plan for the week. We're like, we're going to look into these three threats we're already tracking. And then something completely new drops on your lap, which right. context switching is a little bit tough sometimes. Um, but I think it's exciting. You never know what you're going to get. You never know what new worldwide incident is going to happen or what an adversary is doing. So yeah, that was a recent, I do a monthly live stream uh, called the SANS Threat Analysis Rundown. So I had uh, Grace Chi on a few weeks ago um, talking about some findings from a study she did on cyber threat intel sharing and networking. And yeah, I think one of the findings was that overall, a lot of cyber threat intel professionals are very happy. So I think that's a great advertisement for, you know, coming into this field. It's it's a lot of fun tracking these adversaries and, you know, using our own human creativity and ingenuity to try to counter the adversaries being so creative. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Katie. This was enlightening. Yeah, I'm so looking so forward to uh, hearing your talk at RSA conference and I'm sure many others as well. So thanks again. Thanks, Angela. AppViewX is trusted by the world's leading global organizations to reduce risk, ensure compliance, and increase visibility through machine identity management and application infrastructure security and orchestration. Learn more at appviewx.com. Modern application development needs modern application security. With our award-winning application security testing solutions, Checkmarks enables developers to securely accelerate their work. Learn more at checkmarks.com. Black Cloak provides concierge cybersecurity protection to corporate executives and high net worth individuals to protect against hacking, reputational loss, financial loss, and the impacts of a corporate data breach. Learn more at blackcloak.io. CrowdSec, the collaborative and open source cybersecurity solution. Analyze behaviors, respond to attacks, and share signals across the community for free. Let's make the internet safer together. Learn more at crowdsec.net. HITRUST is a leading data protection standards development and certification organization that strives to safeguard sensitive information and manage information risk for global organizations across all industries and throughout the third-party supply chain. Learn more at HITRUSTALLIANCE.NET. Blue Lava is the first business platform for CISOs to manage their security program. Blue Lava guides security leaders to effectively measure, 
optimize, and communicate their security program with confidence and ease in one platform. Learn more at bluelava.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, share ITSP Magazine with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our columns. Thank you for listening.